So 37 years ago, I was blessed, Louise and I, to be called here, um, over there, here as pastor. And it wasn't long after that that I was introduced to one of our missionaries, Brother Howard Wynn, who'd already been in the field for a while. They had a little boy. The little boy, cute little boy, is not so cute, gray-haired guy over here now. <laughs> you know. But... Uh, I was so blessed by Howard Wynn. I told Brother John this morning that I miss him. And it's funny how you miss someone. And I didn't see him but every four years or so. I mean, maybe FaceTime here and there, or he'd send me a text about he scored, you know, he shot five over on the front nine or something. It was always good, and, uh, which I never believed. Um, but I miss him. I really miss him. And he was one of the early on when I was a pastor, Howard Wynn, uh, really encouraged me in the Lord. We were standing outside the front door of the little church on Center Street. I'd only been here maybe a year. And we were running 50, 60, I think, in, in the evenings or morning. I don't remember. But he and he could, t- and I, I saw his videos. You know, he showed slides back in those days. And um, there's these huge crowds. And I said, wow. And he just really encouraged me in that moment with truth. And it was a blessing. And um, so to watch uh, his family all serve the Lord, and, and it's just a blessing. And John and Christy have long, long time been a blessing here. So he's going to come. He's going to say a few words about the field there. And they're on a brief furlough, not a long one at all. And they're back to the Philippines. Um, this guy trods the mountains. He goes in the jungles. They go everywhere, always has since he was young. And um, just faithful. Some of you may remember when they had the typhoon and how they had to poke the hole through the ceiling, the water rising in their house just to survive and we were to call them that thanksgiving and and uh, they expressed their gratitude to the lord and so they've just been a blessing here brother john welcome god bless you buddy. well it certainly is good to be back here at beacon baptist church good to see a lot of familiar faces and also just some new faces i am john Wynn. i want to introduce myself for those who do not know me and then i want to introduce my family because that's something i always forget to do i get to running my mouth about the philippines and i forget my family so let me introduce them i have my wife stan christy and then my oldest, Joshua, he's been in the uh, States now for about three years. Then my uh, daughter, uh, my only daughter, my favorite daughter, Emily. And then uh, J- uh, Jacob, Jacob, my youngest there. And uh, so we'd ask you to pray for us. We have prayer cards on our person. We'd love to give you after the service. Uh, we'd love to get those to you. But uh, pray for us. We are home on furlough. Uh, we uh, want to thank you for your faithful support. Uh, for us, I believe, as a missionary couple, my wife and I and our family, I believe it's been 27 years that you've supported us. Uh, it's been a while, and we thank the Lord for your faithfulness. Thank the Lord for allowing us to represent you there in the Philippine Islands. Some of you have come and, uh, come and seen us there, and uh, I'm trying to get your pastor to come, but uh, it's just not working. I've been trying for a long time, and uh, so we uh, uh, love visitors, love to have you come. We work primarily on the island of Leyte. Uh, If you go to the Philippines, you'll land usually in Manila. You'll fly another one hour south of Manila to an island called Leyte. Uh, Leyte is known for the place where General Douglas MacArthur landed to come and uh, liberate the Philippines from the Japanese. And so we're on Leyte. We work or live in the city of Tacloban. It's the capital city there on Leyte. Uh, We have a Bible college in the church. We have a Christian school. And then from there, we take the Bible college uh, students out and uh, we help them start churches. We've started one, and you'll see all this in the video. I don't want to say much about it because it will be repeated in the video. I have about a nine-minute video I'll show here in a moment. But uh, we take these Bible college students out. We've started to work in a place called Borao in Leyte, 
It was about 45 minutes from where we lived uh, in one direction. And then after that, we turned that over to a Filipino. And now we've started another work in a place called Dulag Leite, another 45 or 50 minutes in another direction from Tacloban, uh, which is where we live. Uh, we worked with Dad. I had the privilege of working with him for about 25 years uh, there in the Philippines, and uh, just an honor and a privilege to work with him. And uh, just, I believe it was 2021, uh, it was his time, and God took him home uh, to heaven. And so he's there now, uh, problem-free, and he left all the problems for us to take care of there in the Philippines. And uh, so we're thankful for that time. Uh, as the pastor said, uh, he misses, I miss him even more, and I appreciate just the blessing it was to have that heritage and just to be able to take things over. So we have taken things over there at the main church in Tacloban with the Bible College and the school. Uh, we take care of all of that. And uh, we, uh, again, continue to start those churches with the nationals that come out of our Bible College. We have an internship program also in our church there where some of the Bible College students that are going to foreign fields, uh, they'll stick around for another couple of years and work in the church and get some more training. Uh, down through the years, uh, with Dad uh, being there and also now, uh, we have around 10 uh, Filipino couples. Uh, Brother Joel's been here. He's one of them. Brother Joel Basilan in Taiwan. Uh, but we have 10 missionary couples now that are on foreign uh, fields there. We have them in Indonesia, have them in Hanoi, Vietnam, and uh, Ho Chi Minh or Saigon, Vietnam, have them in Taiwan. And we have one now that's on deputation headed to Tanzania. And so we're thankful for that. The Lord has been good. Uh, Lord has been so gracious. And I just thank the Lord for people like you that give faithfully to missions and uh, allow us to represent you there in the Philippine Islands. As you watch the video, listen to what I'm saying. Uh, if it stirs up any questions in your mind after the service, I'd love to answer those questions. Uh, we love to talk about the Philippines and we love to talk about where the Lord's called us to be. And we're excited to get back there. Pray for us. We'll be here until September 22nd. Or, I'm sorry, 26th is when we leave uh, California to head back to uh, the Philippines. We'll be dropping off my daughter, Emily. She'll be going to Crown College, and so pray for that whole transition. All of my kids were born there in the Philippines. Uh, I went there when I was eight, and then my kids were born there, and uh, so pretty much all they've ever known is the Philippines, and so coming back here is kind of a huge adjustment, and so pray for Emily. As she get a, gets adjusted, she'll be going to Crown College there in uh, uh, near Knoxville, Tennessee, and uh, so pray for her as she gets adjusted to that and gets all settled in, and then we'll be leaving in September to head back. We'll have just one child and uh, save some money on tickets. Uh, but uh, uh, thank the Lord for that. There's always a blessing in something, right? There's always, uh, you can find a blessing somewhere, but we will be saving money on ticket. And uh, then J Jacob will be going back. He's, he will be the last one. And uh, so pray for us as we make that kind of change. When I dropped Joshua off, my first, my oldest, uh, you know, he's a guy, you know, dropping off him, you know, dropping him off at college was kind of hard, but, uh, you know, not so much. You think, okay, he's a guy, he's macho, he can handle it. But, uh, you know, my, uh, dropping off Emily, I'm just not sure how that's going to go. I, I'm just not sure. I'm going to be a little bit different, I think. I think her mom's really going to have a hard time. Uh, and maybe me also. But uh, pr pray about that. <laughs> pray about that. Pray the Lord allows that to go well. And uh, we can, uh, everything will go smoothly for her. But uh, we thank you for your support. Uh, appreciate your prayers and just being behind the ministry. Uh, you technically have supported me a long, uh, long time, long before 27 years by way of supporting my dad and, uh, and uh, feeding our family or help feeding our family as we grew up in the Philippines. And we're just thankful to have been a part. It's a blessing to see how the Lord has worked here at Beacon uh, from that place there on Center Street, the original auditorium, and then the new one, and then now here. And what a blessing it is. It is a joy to serve the Lord. Uh, he takes uh, people like us. Amen. That's right. 
and he does things that uh, just uh, are unbelievable, things that you never thought he could do, and he can do that to you. That's why I'm excited to hear about from these young people this evening. Uh, there's a group down here God wants to take them and use them to do things they never thought they could do, and that's true for each of us. And so we're excited to be here. Thank you. Again, if you have any questions, we'd love to answer those after the service. Pastor. God's people said? What a blessing. I remember being in Awana, Brother Wynn, and... Uh, Brother Howard preached, I'll never forget this, he preached and I want to give your lunch to the Lord. I said, I don't give my lunch to anybody, but I think giving it to the Lord would be a good thing. So I appreciate you and your family and what a blessing that is. We're going to have some of our teenagers, college students give some testimonies and uh, rest assured I'm watching the clock and if they go too long, I'll yank them off to the side. And, um, and pastor's going to yank me off to the side if I go too long as well. So we're going to have Elizabeth Chung come on up first. And Skylar, you can have a seat right behind her. And then where is Addie? Okay, you, when Skylar gets up, you come on up and, and sit here. Then after Addie, we're going to have a video. And then after the video, we'll have Mr. Ben Farmer and then Lucas Diaz. All right, so thank you again for praying for us this week. And uh, pray as uh, these testimonies come here. And we're grateful for it. Go ahead. Working in Teen Extreme was truly what I needed this summer. I grew in many different areas of my life. God pushed me out of my comfort zone. I cheered like a crazy person, and the girls saw that, and I met so many new godly friends. And I also had the great privilege of being Beacon's Girl Cabin leader this week. I just want to share how happy and encouraged my heart really was because of our Beacon group. I told our young ladies and sponsors at the beginning of the week to forget about me and just focus on the Lord and to maintain the Christian unity that I know we were capable of. I encouraged them to be open and real with God, and our young ladies did just that. The decisions shared with me were truly encouraging. And Emeralds, remember that God gives us just what we need for the next step and not the whole journey. Thank you so much to all the people who prayed for us, and thank you to our young people and our sponsors for such a Christ-focused week. Man, I really had such, such, such a wonderful time this week. I wanted to thank everyone who gave their time and their money to letting us go out there and just have such, such, such a great week. I thank you to everyone who, you know, took time off um, and got away from their families and got to just spend so much time with us. I really had such a wonderful week. And for me personally, the Lord really worked on my heart on just giving him my whole life, you know, not just leaving out little bits and pieces, but just everything. You know, Pastor Skelly gave the analogy of a man who was walking through a field and he stumbled upon some treasure and um, he decided to sell everything he had to buy that field because he saw the value in it. And, you know, it really, you know, spoke to my heart on, you know, if I see the value in living for God when others are telling me, you know, it's kind of a waste of time to go for a one-year Bible degree, and you know, you know, you only sing in church. You know, why do you only do that? You know, it's such a waste. And you know, but I see the worth in living for God, and it just really encouraged my heart. And I'm so glad I'm attending Fall uh, Crown in the fall. This, you know, in the upcoming weeks, and I'm just so thankful for the week. And thank you to everyone who gave their time and money. Thank you so much. Hello, my name is Addie. I'm Ansley's cousin, for those of you who don't know me. Um, this week, I was given the most amazing opportunity to join Beacon and go to PCC. I not only had an amazing time, but felt right at home with the youth group. 
It honestly felt like we were all just one big happy family cheering and supporting each other on with every little thing that we said and did. I just want to say thank you all for making this one of the best weeks ever. I love all you guys. Um, also, a huge shout out to our bus drivers. They did an amazing job making the trip go very smooth, so big, big thank you to them. Thank you so much, leaders and pastor, for all that you did as well, behind the scenes to make this such a fantastic week for us teens. And for all those who prayed, it really means a lot. Thank you so much. My one prayer going into this week was, Lord, would you please just spark the fire and love for you that I have in my heart more. I was definitely one of the people going through life, just living through the motions and giving, not giving my very best for the Lord. The main message that Brother Skelly preached that really grabbed a hold of my heart was titled, Come Out of the Crowd. One of the first things he said was, don't think that just because you're in the crowd, you are following the Lord. He said, make sure that other relationships that you have are not put before God. Make God your ultimate authority and your chief affection. He continued with, to be a disciple, you need to bear your cross. And he pointed out a great reminder that this, is, this life is not to be lived as a group. You live it as an individual. One of the easiest places to hide is in the crowd. One of the last things that he said was, until you put yourself on the altar, you cannot be a disciple for Jesus Christ. So with the Lord's help this week, I put myself on the altar and decided that wherever or whatever the Lord wants me to do in this life, I want to be set apart, not follow the crowd, but be a disciple for the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so this year, uh, you can definitely tell we lost our voices. Um, <laughs> I just want to say thank you to all the chaperones that, you know, went with us and encouraged us all the way through the Lord. We definitely, we definitely needed it. Because last year, as you know, a lot of people got sick, and thanks to the Lord, no one got sick this, year, this week, so no one was in the hospital, yay. And, and I just want to say thank you so much for our camp counselors that did also encourage us to do, read our Bible verses, memorize them, and memorize them to shave this man's beard. And it really definitely encouraged us, and hopefully we can use also those Bible verses through our lives, not just memorize them as words. And I want to say, I think one of the many things that was the best time there was probably the dorm, boys' dorm time. We did a lot of crazy things in there, as every, as every year we do. The very intense games of Uno. And... And what the Lord definitely spoke through me was when Pastor Kelly said, you can't be just a half Christian because what's the other half going to be? You have to put 100% through the Lord because you can't just be just half. Because if you're half Christian, you're probably half in the world, which is not good in any way. So when you put 100% in, you must put 100% in. And the Lord is our everything, as Mr. Kevin has said before in his preachings. He is all that we need. And I'm so glad that we got, to, this is my last week here, I'm also going to Crown as well in like around three weeks, which is, and I have not packed. Um, <laughs> and I just also want to thank, thank the youth group for being such an encouragement through my years at Beacon, and I will heavily miss them because they, and they, the Lord has led me to them, and without them I wouldn't be who I am today. Thank you so much, Beacon, for being here.
Lucas is going to come up and give a testimony real quick, but I want to say what a blessing it was. I'll, I'll give a little bit more of a testimony to see some of the young people that grew up in our church uh, serving the Lord as counselors this year. Um, I, I think I saw a different side of Elizabeth Chung. Um, she got down there and screamed at us, you know, go green team, you know, it was really cool. She is just like her dad, all in, all the time. And uh, even when Brother Mike came down from the stands to talk to a referee at a game, she said, no, no, back to the stands you go. And uh, fun. And then and Lucas was not on our team. We won, though. Um, but I, it was a blessing to see, you know, in the choir and everything, them singing. And it's just, man, they're growing before our very eyes. So Lucas is going to come and give a testimony. Then we're going to have a song in just a little bit. And then I'll give a, another brief testimony. Hey guys, um, first off I want to say um, thank you all for coming. Um, you guys, I mean, I didn't work with you directly, but just watching you guys throughout the week. You guys were a testimony, you really were, to other churches around you, to the people around you. Um, it was annoying, keeping, every time you guys won something, I mean, I just kept hearing your name over and over and over again. I mean, like, I, we can't not like it, but wait, this is my church. Yes, this is good, but at the same time, it's not good. But... but so you guys were awesome. It was good to see you all. Um, thank you for being patient with me. I know you guys were very hot, so that's why I kept squirting you with water. That's why. You just looked so hot, and you needed water. And I really appreciate y'all. Um, I really don't want to go back to, to college after this past semester. It was hard. It was long. It was difficult. Um, I just wanted to stay with my family. I wanted to connect with them. I miss them greatly, but I had signed up for this, so I had to go. Um, and going to training week, so a week before camp, they have a training week just to help us train. And I was like, I don't need this. I mean, I read my Bible, I pray, I go to church. I'm ready. I'm ready for this. And I was not ready. I was not ready. I was not ready at all. The Lord really broke me. Um, so I'm just going to share three things that the Lord taught me this summer. Um, the first thing was humility. I'm not a outwardly prideful person. I'm not like, look at my muscles. I'm the biggest guy ever. I'm the best. No. I struggle with a different sort of pride. Um, it's an inward pride. It's pride with judgment. So, at training week, um, Taylor came to our room. Taylor's camp admin, so I was in charge of the guys. He came like, so why are you here? Why did you come to camp? And I was like, well, to serve. I was like, well, you can't do it by yourself, man. Because um, the Lord doesn't need you. He can use someone else. I was like, wow. Like, why, why did the Lord choose me? He could have used anybody else. I'm broken. I'm dirty. And it was just like, I don't belong here. I don't deserve this. And it just really broke me. And then I just started praying, Lord, show me something. Lord, help me. And we had a devotional that they gave us for the week, um, for training week. And... <laughs> I went to go do it, and it was on humility. And I was just like, whoa, wow. And yeah, so the biggest thing for humility is I'm a sinner. We're all sinners. And I, can off I often get caught up in like, but I'm not as bad as that person. But sin is sin. Um, killing somebody and telling a lie, it's the same to the Lord. He doesn't like either of them. So... That was one thing the Lord taught me, humility. Um, there's nobody too low that you can't talk to. There's nobody too high that you can't talk to. We're all the same. 
the only difference between me and someone that's unsaved is I accepted a gift. And I need to share that gift with them. Because that's why we're still here. We don't get saved and then we get sent right up. There's a reason we're still here. And that's to be a witness to others. So the first thing the Lord taught me was humility. The second thing was patience. Um, I thought I was a patient person. I have five siblings, and yeah, I thought I, thought I was good in that department. But the second week, man, <laughs> I had this cabin of 29 guys, and they were crazy. They were absolutely crazy. I'm trying to get through. At, at night, we have this thing called Cabin Reflections, and it's just like a little devotional time. It took me like 20 minutes to get through a five-minute lesson. It was awful. They just kept talking and talking and talking and talking and talking. And I'm not used to that. I mean, I grew up in a home where... I mean, you got to listen. And if you don't, there will be consequences. So I was just like so frustrated with that. Why aren't they listening? And then I realized they didn't grow up like me. Um, all of them came from, practically all of them came from broken homes where they didn't get that attention. They didn't get that love that I had. And they just wanted that from me. They just wanted me to see them. And so just patience is just recognizing, hey, they're not like me. They're different. They had a different background, and that's why I'm here, to show them Christ's love. And maybe I'm not going to get through that five-minute devotional, but if I keep my testimony and not blow up at them, they'll be like, hey, this guy loves us, and even though we're giving him a hard time, he's there for us. So that was the second thing the Lord taught me, patience, um, <laughs> throughout, throughout the summer, is just patience. And then the last thing was intentional conversations. Um, as Christians, we, mean, we need to be having those. They shouldn't be awkward. We should be able to talk about spiritual things anytime. Um, and just with intentional conversations, you can try to do it by yourself. It's not going to go well. It's really not. The best way to have an intentional conversation is to let the Spirit of the Lord speak through you. And just like sometimes after, I had a conversation with the kids like, what just happened? Because it wasn't me. The Lord, I let the Lord come into my heart and speak through me. It was, it was such a great experience. So I encourage you guys. Um, whenever you're witnessing to somebody, pray before. Let the Lord speak through you, because when he does, it's going to be so much better than anything you can do. Um, the Lord really, really challenged me this summer. Um, I'm so glad that PCC gave me that opportunity to serve, and I wasn't perfect. I definitely wasn't. Um, every day, I just pray, Lord, use me. Lord, show me something. Lord, let me be a blessing. And when I let him use me, because as Christians, we're just mirrors. Um, and what do you want to reflect? Do you want to reflect yourself? Or do you want to reflect the Lord? And I'm honored I have the privilege to reflect the Lord to you guys. And that's what you guys did. I mean, you reflected the Lord. And people saw that. And it's good to be home. I miss my family. I mess with them a little bit before I go back to school. Um, but thank you, Pastor Kevin, wherever you are. Where are you? Where? Oh, hi. Um, thank, I didn't know I was going to do this, but thank you for this opportunity. Um, you guys should have been on blue team. I mean, we're, it was pretty awesome, but I'm glad you guys had green team, Kyle and Elizabeth. I'm sure they did a bit fantastic job. So thank you for this opportunity, and I'm going to go now. So bye. All God's people said, uh, thank you, Lucas, and thank you, young people. It was a tremendous blessing. As Skylar and Christy come up, get ready to sing a song. Um, as you know... At Pensacola, there is a singing competition, there's an instrumental competition, and there's a talent, talent competition, which is why you saw some of our young men with Rubik's Cubes, not the one where they're sitting in the beanie chairs, that was not the talent show. But essentially, Beacon Baptist, 
by all metrics, cleaned house, basically, in all three metrics. And a lot of people are like, who is this Beacon Baptist Church? Bunch of cheaters, bunch of ringers. Who are these kids? Um, they look nice. They don't smell. They sing great. But the wonderful thing, Kevin just said, they, they smell. Um, one of the greatest things about our young people is, yes, they are talented and they're diligent and they work hard and they're skillful, but the greatest thing is because they're sincere. And they believe what they sing and it radiates. And one of the ones that topped very, you know, very high was this wonderful duo here. They're going to sing a song for us. Kevin, we're going to all stand and sing, um, you've got the cutest little baby face, amen, for this guy. <laughs> you've got, I know it, so I could do it. Uh, I mean, I feel like I went back in time. 
bus kid days almost, but he was never that chubby as a bus kid, so it's not quite back in time. We love you, Brother K. Um, speaking of cute, where's Josh Wynn? Where are you at, brother? There you are. Hey, buddy. How old are you, Josh? Got a girlfriend? Just saying. I just wanted to get that. That's on live stream now. All our people know. I, uh, I got to go out with Josh a couple years ago when I preached at Crown two, three years ago. And I thought, this is the coolest kid. He's just a great guy. And I thought, I got to hook him up with little girls. So anyway, um, that starts tonight, buddy. So God bless you. All right, Kevin. Oh, praise the Lord. Some of you are wondering, what happened to you? Well, these teenagers happened to me. So we got there Monday night, and we're in cabin devotions at the end of the night. And Brother Mike, thank you for nothing, said, well, they were like, what's to be done to Brother Kevin if we say a proper amount of verses? I think we should shave his beard. And immediately the boys are like, yeah. So I'm very thankful for all of our group that said over 1,600 verses this week. Think about that. So in our cabin, the boys alone, it was, they had to say, everybody had to say 2 Timothy 2 and 3, all the chapters. And then um, three of our boys had to say Ephesians chapter 6. And then two of our boys had to get through James chapter 1, and then one of our boys had to get through James chapter 2. Now, I wasn't really worried about it. I didn't think anything happened the first night, and I was like, this is Stan. <laughs> and uh, lo and behold, breakfast came. They were all in a line, just going one after the other, after the other, after the other, saying verses. Now, how many of you know, not everybody has an easy time memorizing things. I want you to know some of our boys, they worked super hard to do this. It came Thursday, and I walked into the dining hall, and there I saw Andrew Hatcher with a goofy smile on his face. And he had his Bible in his hand. And our guy Kyle was our cabin leader, and he was a great help, great blessing, he and Braxton. And um, he had Andrew read the last, memorize the last verse to me. And um, meanwhile, my wife is just so, so happy about this whole thing. Um, and so he read it, and uh, I signed a napkin saying, yes, I'll shave the beard. And so uh, that night, before dinner, I got taken out. Um, you all know that's true. And uh, the crowd was going, shave the beard, shave the beard, yes. And so they took me out to a field, and... Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I look like I'm 20 again or something, something like that. It's coming back, and it's never going to go away. So. Um, but I want to say thank you to all the uh, workers that came with us. It's a great group of people. It's honestly one of the best weeks. I've been to, going to conference and camp all, you know, for a very long time, different places, different churches, and this was one of the, the top weeks that I think I've ever been to as far as unity in our youth group, no drama or anything like that, everybody cheering for one another. And uh, even Ben and Logan, they were the bell of the ball, you know, dressing up in those costumes. Everybody's like, can I get a picture with you guys? And um, I'm so thankful uh, for our group of seniors that came this year. And I was just thoroughly blessed um, and thoroughly sleep deprived. Um, 2 Timothy chapter 2, I'm going to give you just a quick verse tonight. It's the theme verse of this week. And again, thank you all for praying for us, for those who gave so some of these kids can go to camp. And uh, what a blessing it was. 
and uh, appreciate Dr. Skelly and, and all that he did and our cabin leaders, and it was just a great, great week. I, I love camp. As many of you know, I got saved at Youth Conference 22 years ago, and so I'm a big proponent of it. And I hope you'll pray for these young people. Second Timothy chapter 2, we'll begin reading in verse number 1 and uh, following. The Bible says, Second Timothy chapter 2, verse number 1, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Verse number three says, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that worth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. Of course, the week, the theme was answer the call, and it kind of had a military theme towards it. Hey, jump in there, battle for the Lord, get after it, go all in. Those are the two words that I think summarize this week for our young people. It was all in. Every activity that they did, they, they competed with great fervor. The Bible verses, obviously you can tell that they did that really, really well. Um, but it was all in, everything. When they went to lunch and breakfast and dinner, it was all in. Let's get more and more and more and more. We saw Andrew with this corn on the cob ice cream thing that he had going there. Uh, but it was all in. And the week was, we want you to go all in as a Christian. You can't halfway do it. I say often that the Lord Jesus isn't part of the big picture. He is the big picture. If he's worth living for, then live all the way for him. Don't just go halfway. I remember standing or sitting at a youth rally one time and somebody had a $100 bill. And uh, they said, how much is this worth? Well, it's worth $100. Uh, but how much is it worth now? And he ripped it in half. I think it was a fake one. I hope it was. Um, but he gave the illustration that this, dollar, this $100 bill is now worth nothing. It's not one half 50 and the other half 50. When you split it up like that, it's worth nothing. And I want to challenge you, go all in in your Christian life and give it all, give 100%. Um, and I'm just going to give you a couple things and we'll be done tonight, I promise. I'm, I'm finishing up real fast. And I want to encourage the church tonight in verse number two, and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. I want to give this a two-sided coin here. First of all, young people, it's your job to get under the tutelage, the mentorship of those who have been there before. Find somebody who is where you're trying to go and get all that you can from them, from your parents, from a from pastor, from a youth pastor, from somebody that you trust as a spiritual counselor, somebody that can be used in your life. Get with somebody that has been where you're trying to go. In my own life, I remember when I was your age many, 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 many years ago, there were several people in this church that were a blessing to me, from Brother Mike taking me to play basketball occasionally, teaching me those types of things, to Gail English taking me and Arthur out to eat after uh, church occasionally and uh, uh, imparting things to us. I have Brother Evan, who, who sat down with me one time and had a conversation with me to encourage me, to help me. There's people uh, that have been able to teach others also in my own life. They've, they've, more is taught, are caught than is taught. And so watching these people, I was able to learn a lot from them. But then the other side of the coin, not only should you all seek out people, but we should be those people. 
We should be those people that try to encourage, that try to help. I love what Paul says here in verse number three. He says, thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Well, the verse before that, it talks about being under, uh, commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. In other words, he's saying endure hardness, but go to these people because they've been there before. They've been through hard things. They've been through difficult things and they still remain faithful. Our job as a church, one of the things is to encourage these young people and to not throw cold water on them, uh, but to say, hey, listen, we can do this with God's help. That's why verse number one says, thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. We realize today that it's not by our own strength, but it's by the grace of God. We started this Christian life by grace through faith, and we live this Christian life by grace through faith. It's all about faith, and people need to see your testimony, how God's brought you through. There's stories all over the auditorium tonight of trials and difficulties that you've been through and the joy of the Lord that you have. And it's a good thing to be able to teach our young people and to live it so people can see it. And so thank you again um, this week for praying for us, for giving, and uh, what a blessing it is. I, I love this. It's, it's, it's one of my favorite VBS and Camp Week, and they came right one after the other. Thank the Lord. Uh, everybody's okay. So... <laughs> Um, but thank you all, and please continue to encourage and pray for these young people. Amen? All right, Pastor. God's people said. Amen. Let's stand for closing prayer. Um, take some time to go back and talk to the winds. Um, they're going to be here for just a few days, but by all means, take some time to ask them questions and be a blessing to them as well. And these young people, we love you guys. I'm going to miss these ones going off to college, and I do every time they leave us but um, I'm also happy for it. Andy's going to close in prayer. When he says amen, you can be dismissed. You can do it from there, Andy. You don't have to limp up here. We know you're, you're wounded. Amen. Amen. You're dismissed. On behalf of everyone at Beacon Baptist Church, we thank you for joining us today. Our prayer is that your heart and life has been impacted through the biblical truths of this message. If you have questions or would like more information, please contact us through our website at beaconbaptistchurch.org. That's beaconbaptistchurch.org. May the Lord bless you.